Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of MGC. Ivan Thomas Peterson today, and I had a lot of fun talking to him simply because he is a really good thinker. And what I mean by that is when I ask a question, he actually just sat there, took a second, and actually tried to come up with a good answer as to what we were talking about. And I know myself, I don't do that enough, and I think I should try a lot harder to do that, and not a lot of people do that either. Um, so that alone, I... I gave him a lot of respect for that, and I really like that about him. He's also an aspiring doctor, and he's taking the steps to figure that out. Um, he's a very philosophical thinker, and his whole thing is getting people to find health, not only through mental means, but physical means. He was a swimmer, he's a great athlete, and I thought that was really cool because although a lot of people want to get everyone, you know, either their mental health really good or you want their physical health to be really good, he kind of does both but focuses on how they are both one and the same. And I really like that about him. But other than that, great episode, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for stopping by, and we will see you at the end. I know that you have, like you just said, kind of a lot of interest in, you know, the the body and all that. Was it swimming that got you into wanting to be... A doctor I'd say it correlates a lot um, swimming got me into wanting to be healthy and just try to promote my body in the best way possible to help me through the sport I always wanted to get into something in the health field um, just to be able to help people live happy and healthy lives but I think the biggest thing that really pushed me wanting to be a doctor and solidifying that was through my own journey that is still ongoing of some self-discovery as well as um, dealing through some of my issues. I've had some autoimmune problems through gluten and other foods and that has caused me a lot of mental health problems as well as just physical problems that took away from my swimming and so I want to be able to figure that out for myself as well as any others in the future to help them through that. Yeah, because I, I wanted to I wanted to understand why it is, and I think you were starting to get there, why it is that you have an interest in helping people. Like, why is that your thing? Or you want to, like, kind of, like, get people ready to live, to be alive, to be the best person they can be. Why is that? Like, what got you into that? I don't, like... Yeah, I guess... From when I was really young, I always was just a happy kid. I was always um, just loving life, full of life. And that's kind of how I've been. And I've seen how that can um, really, I don't know, I've through, through doing that, just various kind of episodes of bullying or other people just judging you because you're enjoying life a lot, I guess, which kind of like was a bit of a damper for me. And that took me down a bit of a path where I was just questioning like, why, like, what's like, what's the point of even being here on this planet? And um, because just when you are confronted with evils and I try to take any sort of pain that I've had and transmute it to bring 
pleasure or just happiness to other people. So it's just a form of energy. So do you, you so you believe in um, energies? Because I know there's a there's a lot of uh, like the the further we grow as a society, and that sounds so lame. Like okay, Mark, shut the fuck up. Like society. But the further we go, a lot of people are, are talking more about, like, energies and, like, auras and karma. And I think it's kind of interesting. And are you, like, a strong believer in, like, karma and stuff like that? Like, a lot of, like, Buddhist ideologies and, like, pagan ideologies? 100%. Yeah. No, I'm very much into, I guess you'd call it some spiritual sides of um, just existence. I don't... Yeah really support any one specific religion. I like a lot of different things. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I do believe in karma or various forms and just energy and how you can spread that to others. So what, were you raised through a specific religion or did you just figure stuff out on your own? I was raised um, very loosely going to church I got confirmed in middle school and then thereafter didn't have too much of a relationship with the church that I was confirmed at. I'd go sometimes, I guess. I never really got into it too much. I just, I don't know. I didn't, something about it. I don't, I don't like churches that much. Really? Um, yeah. I like, I, I like the atmosphere and the community, but that's, I mean, I think it should be more personalized, just the experience within itself. And a lot of times it's a bit too regulated in like, oh, you should do this. And just the specific yeah. rules that you might come across that it's like, well, why exactly do we do things or should we do these things? I've kind of been a philosopher since the day i was born I well just haven't we all haven't we questions. all thomas of course yeah. yeah and um i don't know i just was always like why are we doing this or like why this like especially with a lot of things including school as well and Can you mind me in, just asking a quick question how, how old are you i'm 22 22 just at the beginning of life same me, me as if i'm fucking 40 no like i'm the same i'm the same boat <laughs> Go How on though. You? I'm 23. 23. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We're this fucking same age. But uh, continue. Yeah, continue. Sure. So I kind of got into more of a spiritual side of things as I realized. I mean, I don't think like I just religion causes a lot of divide. I hmm. don't like that side of it because a lot of people are like, oh, well, this. Oh, you should do this. Oh, well, because of this, like we can't talk about this and like over history it just caused problems well yeah over history it's absolutely caused problems but i don't think because the root of religion the idea as, as far as i've gathered was to reduce suffering because when you're born it's just suffering that's all it is all that's promised is pain and suffering um so religion not only has that enabled people my friend uh, explained it this way he said religion's like a technology and it allows people to be closer together. And the human brain, I f there's a word or a phrase for what this is called with the human brain. But you could only remember about 150 people at one time. Um, 
and that amount of people is the same amount of people that would be in a hunter-gatherer tribe like a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. Um, but then they made religion, and now you might not know a million people, but you know those million people believe in what you believe in because of religion. So my friend explained religion as a technology um, to allow people to grow bigger uh, populations and trust each other and trust enabled them to move further with technology. Now, yes, religion has started wars. It's um, created terrible conflict. I don't think religion's the root. I think, well, may, perhaps, perhaps it's the root, but people kind of fuck it up. Uh, but also at its root, I do believe religion was meant to reduce suffering to let you know that it's okay to feel this pain because that's not all that there is and then humans are the people that fucked it up so i do agree with you i don't think it's religion's fault i think it's our fault and it's made a lot of people feel a little empty inside so i do i do agree with you for sure yeah no you make a good point there's a a lot of the i guess you could call them enlightened ones or um kind of founders of the various religions yeah. or proponents of those that obviously had a great purpose. And it's just, as always, we're humans. We, we mess things up. Absolutely. I, kind of going back, I like, like I, I am all for Jesus. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. some things that like that I'm about. Does that mean I'm Christian? I don't know. It, it's just a, the various interpretations, I guess. But I just like kind of his idea of just uniting everybody. That's kind of what I'm about. Yeah, no, of um, course. Do, do you love? Yeah, how much do you know about Jesus as both a religious figure and a human being? Or do you just know what um, you've been taught through like CCD or church or your parents? Like, how much do you know? Because I'm not saying I know a lot either, but just out of curiosity. I don't think I know enough, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I learned a bit through church, through friends, a um, little bit of the Bible, but nothing too Because yeah. I, I feel like this is a very interesting um, place where we're at right now. Because, listen, me and you, we're fucking normal guys, right? And... We're also young guys, and it's very interesting to see because we, although the generation behind us is catching up, we are kind of the next generation that's going to be like the adults, right? So we're in a good position to ask people like you, ask people like me, and just figure out where everybody's at with religion, with um, you know how they feel about spirituality, about energy, about karma and stuff. It's very interesting how you say... You picture Jesus, and you're like, I know he wants love. I know he wants togetherness. I know he wants passion. And it didn't take you to read the entire Bible, or it didn't take you to uh, sit through thousands of uh, church sermons to realize that. Um, And I feel like maybe like 10 years ago, religion was going out, but now religion's kind of having a resurgence. I feel like a lot of people are getting involved because they— need something they want something so you saying that alone saying that you agree with jesus even though you may not be religious or or have one religion i think that alone is very cool and interesting that people are leaving religion behind which is arguably what jesus wanted leaving religion behind 
but holding on to uh, like faith, holding on to beauty, you know? And I feel like you're part of the great masses that are doing that. Yeah, I agree for sure. I think just a Jesus dying for our sins, whether however you want to interpret that, if it's literally metaphorical, um, because a lot of people question oh, yeah. the truth of it for sure. And I think it's just, it's up to your interpretation as a lot of things are that action in itself, I think is something huge. So I read this book, it's called mm-hmm. Zealot. And I don't know if uh, Zoom mirrors images, so I don't know how you can read this or not, but yeah, it, I can you read. got it. It's, uh, it's called Zealot and it's about Jesus, not as a religious figure, but as a human being and, a, and as a leader. Um, and it was actually written by a Muslim Rezla Aslan, and it's it's really dense. It's hard to get through, but um, at the end of it, the Muslim says, although like he's not Christian, he's not Catholic, although like Jesus isn't his God or his Messiah, he still would have been honored to follow him, because Jesus. I don't, as far as I can tell, it, Jesus wasn't like, oh, everyone needs to follow these religions and do this, this, and that. No, 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 no. He's like, listen, man, let's just be nice to each other. And um, I think that's a lot of what Buddhism talks about because the whole Buddhism religion is about suffering, about how everyone's feeling pain. So let's not try to cause it towards each other. And that's a lot about um, some pagan religions um, are the same way. Um, And I feel like we're going into a good place. We're letting go of things that are unnecessary and we're finding finding better. Um, And it kind of goes into your, how you're like self-help, you're, you're, your make everybody feel happy, your, your whole stick, right? Where you want people to feel as good as they can because you know how it feels and you want to share that, correct? Am I a little in the ballpark? Yeah, and I also know how it feels to, to yeah, not feel to that To not feel happy. And that is pretty, it sucks. So so I think, this, and I don't want to compare you to fucking Jesus. That, that'd be so unfair. But what I'm saying is people like you, People like Easton, like we've talked about uh, previously, um, they are trying to, you know, be good people. And there was this, uh, I'm going to sound like an idiot for saying this, but um, there was a comedy uh, sketch, whatever, or part by actually Joe Rogan, where he talked about how, imagine if everybody you meet is just you living in a different body in a different lifetime, how would you treat them? So it's the same thing you're kind of doing and you're talking about Jesus. So I think it's very cool that I'm like, we're connecting that, that that's what you do. Um, so then what do you know about Buddhism? Um, not too much. I honestly, I meditate. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I uh, meditate quite regularly. Actually. Um, it's helped me with a lot of things. I think it's helped. It's, it is helping me heal my body. Um, I've had a lot of ADHD and just, I guess, hyperactive energy growing up. Okay. And it's helped me more harness that. I've had struggles staying focused and motivated in school because of that. But I have my big goal of becoming a doctor, and I know how hard that is. But um, I know I can do it with the things that I'm currently doing and it's been working out so far meditation has helped me a lot with that just releasing my problems um kind of zoning in focusing that's 
I guess, the side of um, Buddhism that I go into. Yeah, tell me about the meditation. Go more into that. How did you start doing that? I think, honestly, my mom suggested it yeah. to me one time. <laughs> That's that's the truth. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, okay. No, I'm not going to meditate. And then I I did it a couple times, or I kind of first started just sitting down and just spacing out, um, just doing nothing. I made a TikTok video about it actually. Just sit and do nothing, and I kind of felt some power, some magic happening in that. Um, and just taking that time to completely unwind. I've been in a fast paced environment for the past four years and just going from practice to school, to eating, to practice, to studying. And really it, it's been hard to, it, it was hard to transition from being excited, happy, like high energy at practice to going to sit down and study and do stuff that I find quite boring in comparison mm. Mm. um and so that's really helped me just get into a, a good mental state that prepares me well and that i can focus on for more than five minutes at a time uh, i took ritalin for a short period of time it was very effective at make allowing me to focus but i'm pretty sure it contributed to some internal health problems really? as well as it it just made me depressed oh like god straight up is that a is that common yeah i think it's quite common really what's the difference between um ritalin and adderall ritalin is not as strong so adderall is actually just a different form of an amphetamine which is it's almost the exact same thing as methamphetamine jesus except Christ. it's just in a pill form um, so I think that's kind of messed up, to be honest. But the, uh, there's a bit of a physiological side because the mental health, physical health, everything is all one and the same. And I kind of discovered that for myself. And I don't know how much you want to get into some physiology or Bro, anatomy. fucking, this is your, let's fucking do it, man. I'm ready. All right. I might be an so, idiot, but I'm ready. When I would... It's kind of like coffee. Coffee is potentially a diuretic. There have been claims against it. But Ritalin, like I would take it, boom, it pushes everything through my body what? with great speed. And just like, um, yeah, it just all comes out. But I think, are you grossed out? Or no, I'm not what? grossed out. I'm just like, oh, I feel okay. bad for you. That sounds horrible. <laughs> no, honestly, at the time, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Probably good like, for you, actually. Yeah, I'll, like that's the thing. I was like, okay, like it'll help me go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's probably pretty good for you. But um, just if I would take it somewhat regularly at times, or even just take it once, like you have that spike up and then you come down. And honestly, the come down, you just kind of feel numb, like you you don't care, and it's not like a great feeling. And then over time, yeah, I mean, I think you just just get more depressed. But going back to the physiology side of it i don't think that pharmaceutical is good for your internals because of how it interacts or speeds you up um i that is totally most likely unrelated correlation but when i first started having most of my internal problems 
was when I started taking Ritalin. It is most likely that I've always had some intolerance to gluten my entire life, but it would only just manifest in some slight indigestion and just hyperactivity. Do you know well for sure if you're allergic to gluten or you're just uh, assuming? Yeah. You know for yeah. sure, okay. So I had a genetic test done and one of my genes um, is indicative of <clears throat> a potential for celiac. So what that means, let me get some water real quick. Yeah, drink up. Doing a lot of talking over here. Get that water. That's right. Um, so what that means is I have the potential for developing it. And okay. there are different levels, just like 8x, 10x, 20x uh, of your likelihood of developing it. And so how you develop those things um, or the, I guess, autoimmune conditions similar to celiac would be how you treat your body and how you're going to react. If your body is in great shape, um, your epigenetics has done well, uh, you're fit, et cetera, and you have gluten, it's not going to impact you that much. Maybe you'll get a little bloated. Yeah. This is kind of my perspective from what has happened to me. If you're in a worse shape, you're going to react a lot worse. So like I'd say it's July, the seventh month of the year, about five to six months ago, I was having just consistent um, nerve pain, brain fog, uh, extreme muscle fatigue, um, low motivation, and just like weakness. Like I, I couldn't get my heart rate up past like 130. And I would put that as my opinion on the lower end of reacting to autoimmune conditions because we react to a lot of different things in our environment. If it's something on your skin, um, something like allergies, that's all just autoimmune condition. And as we have more and more of these occurrences in which it's more so our body fighting itself than fighting other things, I see that as just our bodies failing and us just kind of killing ourselves. And mm. that's kind of a tricky thing that I want to combat because over generations, um, as we continue with more chronic disease, um, it's just, it's going to be interesting how we go because there is more of a prevalence and just as you age and you start to become allergic to certain things. Well, I believe that's because you haven't treated your body well um, because ideally with a balanced gut microbiome and proper health, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems that we do have with chronic conditions currently. Before you said um, that you don't think pharmaceuticals are good, you might've said it a different, little differently. Can you explain that further? You don't think any of them could be helpful? I think pharmaceuticals have been an amazing advancement. They do a lot of great things. But I think there is really no easy um, kind of 
cheat code. I see them kind of as cheat codes and they're like great. It's just, uh, I'd say an over-reliance of pharmaceuticals. Okay. I could understand um, that. I could agree with that. Because we've kind of drifted away from more so learning about our bodies and how to handle our bodies on our own and drifted towards just relying upon medication. And I think everybody should have some knowledge or some ability or just information given to them to tackle their body in some way so that they know like, okay, I know how this is going to impact my health. I know what is good for me and what is not because there's a lot of confusion nowadays and with a lot of different diets. Um, it's just, okay, what exactly should we eat ideally? Um, and that's something that, because I think it kind of, <clears throat> as far as a lot of people, um, whether you're young or old, you will most likely have some kind of health wake up call at some point in your life. And you realize, oh crap, I need to get a handle on my health. Yeah. Do, do you think that uh, your meditation has helped you both physically and mentally? For sure. How do you think it's helped you physically? I've done some uh, body scans, some contract, relax meditation, and that just helps with awareness of my muscles as well as loosening my muscles and just notice the different um, parts of my body and just where there's tension and then being able to relax that, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's kind of, I can get to the point where my entire body becomes numb and I, but I was, that's crazy. Numb. Yeah. just, I take all kind of, I guess, consciousness. That's my interpretation from my body it's just in my head like i bring all sense of feeling and everything just to my brain and um just everything else is completely relaxed and i've had like one of my biggest things is just muscle tension and tightness and nerve pain i guess and that really helped me with that because it would kind of give me that break from it as well as just help thereafter because I release all that tension and pain or at least some of it when it was really bad it would just come back after meditation but not to the same extent meditation is something that I've been told to try many times it's something that I have tried but it's something that I can't do successfully and I understand, I, or as far as I know, you got to like try it, fail a bunch of times, and then really figure out who you are and how you meditate, because there's not like one way to do it. Um, but I have, a, I have a few problems. I don't have the patience. Um, I, I feel like I'd get very anxious. And also, I'd probably get really annoyed because of the kind of patience thing. Because I've tried to do it, <laughs> and yeah. and it's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm wasting so much time. And I get up and I just try to 
But I know it helps people. Like, I know there's, like, shit is really good for you. There's so many cultures that, like, it's all about meditation. It's all about finding, like, you know, peace within and trying to heal yourself through uh, your mentality. I just can't seem to get into it. How And I know you said your your mother kind of got you into it. But, like, if you were able to say how you, how to start doing something like that, like, what would you recommend? Like, how, how would I go about picking it up? Because I know you're going to be like, oh, Mark, you know, just go ahead and do it. I'm like, you're fucking no, right. No, 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 but like that would, you, if yeah. you said that though, you wouldn't be wrong because it's not like I have to go buy something. But it's like, what kind of mindset do I need to like get into it? How do you meditate? Like specifically, where does your head go? Or does or do you just like let go? Like how is it? I honestly just try to let go. Um, you'll have lots of thoughts come through your mind, and my kind of method is just I mentally just like swipe the thoughts away um, or just like they leave through my ear. That's kind of that's how my you feel big, it. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I do. As far as you starting or getting into it, it, it does take a while. Um, and when I start to some, like I'll, I'll deviate, I'm not perfect or very habitual currently with my meditation, but every time I get back and I get into a deep meditation, it, I mean, it, it feels amazing. Like you just feel like pure, I guess, joy, happiness, peace, just a sense of calm come over your entire body. Like imagine being on drugs. Like, I feel like it'd be like yeah, that. That blows my mind that that's even a thing that people experience. It's, it's, I mean, it's totally worth it. It's just every single worry disappears. Um, and I think exercise and very intense exercise can provide that same type of euphoria kind of the runner's high because i've been in athletics for years and have experienced that and i would put it similar to that and as far as starting literally five minutes a day at any point after you wake up maybe or just um when you're eating, it kind of goes with mindfulness. A lot of times I'm guilty of this. I'll watch YouTube while I eat. Um, but yeah, I, I do it all the fucking try time. To. Yeah, exactly. All We're I, always like yeah. watching something. Because the only time but, I get to end, to have fun is when I'm eating. Because when I'm not eating, I have shit to do. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so you're like, oh, cool. Like I'll watch a fun YouTube video. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a tough one. I, I go over this every time. I'm like, okay, I should just... Enjoy the moment. Enjoy my enjoy food. Enjoy the moment without watching something. I don't think. So. <laughs> yeah, I know it's tough, but honestly, five minutes a day, where you just either sit there or lay. Just, hmm. I would start with that. Maybe two minutes. It's so it's so hard. You're gonna you'll feel all the anxiousness in your body of like. I need to do something. I need to do something. I'm wasting time because that's how we're like programmed and wired. Yeah. Like, okay, we need to constantly be doing things, but that takes a toll on our body over time. Just that constant stress. And I think that space away from stress is what helps you with your health as well as just motivation and other things. Well, do you know why um, there, it's uh, an eight hour work day rather than like five or seven or 12 because when you divide 24 into 8 or into 3, it's 8 hours of work, 8 hours of recreation, and 8 hours of sleep. 
So that, those are it's a, it's uh you break it into threes. Um, and that eight hours of recreation was important because people needed to want to live. I mean, like you can't just work and that be it. Um, I feel like we're kind of, we, we, even back then and now we don't really have that. We're fighting for that to like, do what you're saying to like remind ourselves, Hey, you're a human and you need to remember to be human sometimes. Um, but it's really hard. And I don't know if it's like American culture or just human culture to just constantly work and constantly try to get things done. But, um, I definitely think it can be beneficial for sitting back and breathing and taking a second and remembering that you're alive and you're right. It's very fucking hard to do. Um, and I think, like, at a certain ages, perhaps our age where you and I are at, you, you might have figured it out for yourself. But I know most people in the early 20s, even, like, late 20s, that's, like, the decade where you got to go really hard, at least in this culture, to, like, get to the next step, uh, whether it's through college, through work, um, through the raising a child. Like, you got to do a lot of work. There's no time to rest. And then you kind of enjoy life. Is that the right way to do it? I don't fucking know. But it kind of is the way you got to do it. Because I don't think I'd be able to find an appropriate time to meditate. But I also think that's part of the battle. Is that although you might not have an appropriate time, you have to accept that you're gonna... You gotta let go of some things to take care of yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think... I've, I've just had, I, I see the direct benefit side of it and often do just forget of the, about that directly. But as far as like for me with geez, ADHD and just high energy when I'm trying to focus and study, if I even just do like 30 seconds of breathing five minutes or even just bring awareness to my breathing it will help me with that and help me think more clearly um, I think there are direct cognitive benefits to it uh, acutely and over time and so that's why I do it I think it's good for our health and I know we are always trying to um, get everything done and we're always on the move and I think that is part of getting everything done because it also allows you to just think about what you might need to do or how you might go about it because you'll have those thoughts go through your mind. You probably early on won't reach kind of a totally blank mind of peace because you're like, oh, I need to do that. But I see it as peeling off your layers of resistance to enjoying the present moment. And as you get more to that core, you can then get more to enjoying just every single aspect of the day that you're doing. You're like, okay, I'm just enjoying going on a walk. I'm enjoying cooking. And it brings you more to that state with everything. And I think it also takes away from a mentality of complaining about a lot of things because you realize just the greatness and the enjoyment in doing certain things. 
and I think that is also um, good for your health um, just to be happier and more grateful all the time. There have been a lot of studies done that um, if you're more grateful or you say a few things you're grateful for every day, you're more likely to be happy. And um, it just brings you to a state of gratitude for the present moment. And that just applies to a lot of things in life. And when you have your peace, you don't get impacted by others as much or external circumstances. So it allows you to keep your cool better and I guess not get too out of hand, like make some stupid mistake that's driven through some intense emotion that gets riled up. Uh, I guess it just allows you for more control. Did you deduce a lot of this stuff on your own or did you go, did you do like reading? Did you watch some stuff, listen to some people? How did you come to these conclusions? Honestly, just a lot on my own. I used to be, I'm, I'm sometimes still a bit obnoxious. That nice. is just part of my personality. Okay. But I used to just be an absolute obnoxious person um, with too much energy, um, I guess. Um, yeah, like I, I used to, it, it kind of, it's a different kind of side of my personal spiritual journey, I guess you'd call it. But I used to just let a lot of things control my emotions and one of those was food and okay. I would call it a food addiction um, like I it's kind of the concept of being hangry I would just get hangry and get on edge if I didn't have enough food um, and like that's just not something that I would like to impact me to the extent it did and I think allowing a lot of those external things in our environment to not control our mood is important because like something you, like you, it just makes it more, it makes it easier to take it out on somebody else when you wouldn't want to. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I, I find it fascinating that, um, I, I've said, uh, I think once already that, um, how young you are and that you're deducing this, on your own and you're able to control yourself because I guess as far as I can tell, as far as you told me just now, um, how much your mood has not only affected you, but has affected the way you treat other people and act around them. Um, for you to acknowledge that you had or have a problem and for you to have fixed it or are in the process of fixing it. That's, um, that's not easy. That's very hard to do. Cause, um, like people say the first step to, um, healing is knowing that there's a problem at all. Um, I'm not saying being hangry is the worst problem to have, but that that you even noticed that you know you could become better was um, it's pretty cool because I I had a conversation yesterday with someone about how it's going to sound really impatient when I say this, but I ha I find it very hard to have respect for people that aren't self-aware now i'm not asking you to know everything about yourself the way other people see you but i am asking is for you to be able to see that there's something wrong when it's brought to your attention whether by yourself or somebody else instead of just forgetting about it so people without self-awareness 
Um, and I'm sure I'm a, an offender of this a lot. Um, it's hard for me to have respect for them. Um, I still do because they're humans, but it, it it's a it, it's a it's a little bit harder. Um, so for you to be able to, to for you to be um, self aware enough to know that something's up and for you to fix it, I think that's really cool. Um, but anyway, how we were saying that, just you being able to you know deduce these things on your own. Um, like I keep saying, impressive, but, um, do you think that's, uh, is that like, what do you think you'd be like right next? I want to know who you were before you became this person. And you're kind of telling me that a little bit. Um, cause I know your whole thing all is like, I- I'm getting introduced recently to a lot of mental health advocates, right? And I'd like to say you're right up there with them, but you're more physical about it, which I fucking think is really cool. I think you talking about physical health is uh, is fucking awesome because not many people do that. Um, a lot of people do about like working out, but you're doing it more about like the technical and the scientific part of it, which I really appreciate. What were you or who were you to yourself, not other people, to yourself when you were like 16 before like any of this? When I was 16. Well, that's relative. What, oh, whatever, whatever age before you became. The time with us, like, meditating, the one that's like, uh, listen, I, I know this about medication. I know about, like, auras and karma. Like, uh, before any of that, who, who were you? Just any other kid who was trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, in high school, I mean, I don't think I had that many close friends until senior year. Um, I had friends. I had same. I, teammates I had like they I had my closest friends were my teammates and they were some close friends but I didn't ever hang out with them that much my life was swimming in school and then just trying to make more friends I was a big people pleaser Uh... I have been most of my entire life I try not to do that at all anymore or I just very much go to the side of not doing that and knowing my worth because it's bit me in the butt. And I mean, I think if you're a people pleaser, at least from my perspective, I wanted people to like me because I didn't like myself. And I think that's Mm. actually fairly common uh, because I don't think a lot of people really like themselves. It, maybe they do, but it just. What didn't you like about I, yourself? Ooh, getting getting pretty pretty deep now. Let's see. Let's see. Oh man, <laughs> got to go through the list, huh? Well, <laughs> I, I actually no. I mean, right now I, I'm a lot further on in that with liking myself let's talk about it let's talk about it if you're comfortable of course what's um what's i guess the first thing that comes to mind is i think i'm really lazy okay what what, i'm extremely hard on myself and it it's like i don't know um that's probably some of the worst things about myself very unforgiving for myself what makes you lazy though others 
why why do you call it, why do you call yourself lazy? What 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 are you not doing, or or do you not have motivation? What's what? Do, why do you call yourself lazy? <clears throat> well, I feel like I should be. It, it's. I'm gonna catch yeah, you. Yeah, I, I guess I still I still have time. I still have a hard time sometimes enjoying um, leisure time or it's, it's a bit of imposter syndrome in some ways where what I have, I think I don't deserve it or I don't think that I've worked hard for this or things have been given to me. And I'm very fortunate in many ways for, things that I have received, but I think I just often undercut the work that I do put in. So we'll get to that, but what makes you like the, the beginning stuff about you saying that like, you can't your leisure time, you can't like really get into it. Um, you're hard on yourself. Like what makes you think that's lazy? That doesn't sound lazy. Cause perhaps, perhaps, Go ahead, go. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, I think it's this summer I've just been sleeping in a lot. And um, that I, when I sleep in, I don't know, I, I've never, I've like throughout college, I had, I always had to wake up early um, for practice as well as school. And now sleeping in, I just, I think that's so lazy. Cause it's just it does feel different. bad. It does like when you wake up at like twelve, you're like, "Oh, I hate myself." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it. And I've been focusing on healing my body, and that's kind of been my number one priority for then the past. Then what's the problem? You sound you sound it sounds other than maybe sleeping in. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty all right. I don't think lazy is the correct word to describe you, because. Uh, like seventy five percent of what you just said isn't lazy at all, and the other twenty five percent you said is fucking normal. So I don't think you're lazy, but I would like to understand why you say you can't enjoy your leisure time, and I want to know why you say you're too hard on yourself or whatever it was you said. Hmm. Go ahead, think about it. <laughs> I like that you that you actually sit there and think. I, I have a hard time doing that where someone asks me a question and I just fucking answer. I never like sit and think. It's a problem. <laughs> so I feel like it's always important to gather your thoughts. Yeah, to I gotta a, I gotta be way better at that. Um I think Well, I guess going back um to when I was younger, it, it's a lot of people like to <clears throat> set bars for you or set standards for you growing up. Like, oh, you're going to be this, you're going to do this. Oh, you're so good at this. And <clears throat> I've been kind of told traits like, Oh, you're, but yeah, like maybe oh you're smart or you're so 
good at math, but I haven't had that, like, oh, you're, excuse me. I think I feel like I could uh, make this a little bit easier on you because I think I know what you mean. I read a book recommended me to, uh, to me by a friend. It's called CPTSD from Surviving to Thriving. And it's about growing up and whether it be by nature or nurture, by your siblings, uh, mostly it's your parents, your siblings, your parents, your friends, the society you grew up in, what they say about you, how they act around you, influences you so much into your adulthood, even if it's positive things. And I'll give you an example. If you're a really, really good baseball player and your mom's like, Holy shit, you're such a good baseball player. Oh my gosh, you're so good. She goes to every game. She cheers you on. She's so happy. She's so excited. Five years ago, you started hating baseball, but you felt like you couldn't stop because your mother loved it so much. And was she doing something bad? Of course not. But you kind of get fucked up in the head and feel like if you don't excel at baseball, you're a failure. And it's because your mother loved it so much. Can you blame her? No. But it's like a lose-lose situation. So I feel like that's kind of what you're saying, where it's like even the good things that you've been told, whether it's like, oh, he's so smart, he's going to do so good. You're like, fuck, I can't believe I got a fucking B- minus in math class. I feel like a piece of shit. What are people going to think about me? I got, I better hide this. Or someone says, oh, my gosh, you're so athletic. It's like I can't take my shirt off at the pool anymore because people have an expectation. So I'm going to try to uh, stay away from that because I feel pressured. Um those are the good things. And what about the bad things where people are like, um, your brother is so much better than you. Your sister is so much better at you than uh, at cooking than you are. Then you feel self-conscious where you never even try to do things. I feel like that's where you're going, where you uh, felt a certain way because people, whether they, they were doing it out of uh, kindness or not, made you feel like you were worth a certain thing. <clears throat> and then it, perhaps you feared changing what that thing was. Am I, am I in there? Yeah, I'd say you're hitting it. I I think it's always good to boost people up for their efforts and mm -hmm. just hard work and tell them, oh, they're a hard worker or, oh, they're um, just very dedicated. That's something that's super important instead of, oh, you're just good because of this. Yeah, It's like the kind of result versus process emphasis and because I think that shifts your mindset more towards the actual enjoyment of doing the work instead of the enjoyment of the result or the success because when you have just the enjoyment of the result then you're lacking in the enjoyment of the process and oftentimes when you get to the result, it's not even that great. And the best part is just the grind that it took to get there. I, I just finished reading a book, and I can't believe I'm already going to fucking talk about it as if I know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, and it annoys me that I'm talking about it because it is such a popular book. But And I told Easton to buy it, our mutual friend. Um, it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You may or may not have heard about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I... Sorry. Yeah, no, I want to know what you were going to say. Oh, so I someone sent me this. So on TikTok for a while, I've never read it, but 
I'm kind of, I don't, maybe I'll read it to see. Um, I do a daily reminder to stop giving a fuck. Okay. And what's your, I did that. What's your TikTok real quick? Because I wasn't, uh, I, n- I never got it. I'll look it up while you're talking. Sure. It's just Thomas Pedersen, just my name. Uh, and then I think two underscores maybe. I got it. All right, keep talking. Keep talking about it. I found it. Okay, so I've had this personally just gets me going. I'll be in my head. I'll be completely demotivated, not feeling great. This, like, this through everything that I've gone through, um, not wanting to do anything, just wanting to lay and exist um, because I'm just in a lot of pain. Just kind of the idea of stop giving a fuck about the pain or about like what I'm feeling and instead taking the action to go do something has helped me a lot. And through making those videos, it continues to help me. And it also, I've had a lot of great feedback from it as well. Jesus Christ, just you and, oftentimes, what? You and all these people that Easton's talking to me about, are literally the epitome. Without the right word, you guys are the book. Like that's what it talks about. It's because I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But I gotta fucking tell you, man. It's you're what you're saying is like what it's talking about. Where it's like just take action, and eventually you'll figure out the rest because you started to take action. It's action first, motivation second. And then you were also saying, um, what, I don't mean. What was the first thing you said that made me bring it up? Um, is yeah, not is it not caring or something? Fuck, I don't know. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I, I, you're just blowing my mind. Keep, keep fucking going, Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. This just, like, I wanted through, like, thinking of, I, I wanted to do some motivation kind of type TikTok work. And one thing that I think some of my friends have told me, um, various things is oftentimes I don't give a fuck. Like if somebody's trying to mess with me, I just, I don't care. Like they're just trying to mess with me or just kind of that mentality. And I kind of questioned it for myself um, because it, and it also, it goes a lot of different directions, but oftentimes we um, take things too personally from other people as well. Like we take other people's opinions um, that they put on to us, like their opinions of us too personally and get upset about those. And I've had a significant time period where someone's opinion of me impacted me so much just to an extent that it was ridiculous and unhealthy. And so I just realized that you always have to know your own self-worth and then really know who you are because then other people's opinions of you won't matter as much. Like the hate that you can get from people like online, there's a lot of toxic people out there that will just say something just to say something. Um, I had a Facebook ad for my online personal training side hustle and someone, it, it was a shirtless pick in at the pool with me and two of my teammates flexing. We just finished a meet. We were trying to look cool, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
And I figured, okay, that's good to just show off for ads. I'm using my resource as well. And I had two older guys, maybe like 40, 30 comment, some negative comments on it and just just putting me down. Yeah, what a piece of garbage. What? What a piece of garbage. Why would they do that? I mean, yeah, I know it's tough, but you always got to, like most of the time when people are putting that hate on you, it's just a reflection of something that they feel about themselves or like it's just a lack of love that they have for themselves. Because if you really love yourself, you're not going to bring someone else down. And I actually, through that, got into some discourse with them. And I was like, first of all, I was like, are you okay? Like, why are you commenting some negative stuff on my post? And broke down to it and was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I had some stuff going on in my life. And it was just looked like another company post. And so I wanted to vent um, just something like, an expression of my own insecurities because we're fairly fit dudes um and he just felt insecure because of that he said that to you but i yeah he said that wow wow yeah no i got i we went back and forth a bit and i'm actually friends with one of him one of them on facebook now the other guy just stopped replying he tried to get really personal and kind of it more escalated but it just made him look bad. And I was like, yeah, this is not looking good for you. But the other guy, like we're acquaintances now, like kind of had that breakthrough realization of like, okay, it was just my insecurities coming off because in pictures, oftentimes like take very fit people, like a typical gym bro, like that you think that, oh, because they have that body that, they love their body but you don't really know that and for me personally like I have an insecurity of my thinness and just like how skinny I I am and I mean like sure I might have more toned muscles because of that because I don't have much body fat but it's all about perspective and a lot of people are like oh my gosh he's so like he's like just showing more muscles or something but like in my mind which is always just hard to see i'm like oh god i'm so skinny like this is not good like yeah everyone has insecurities yeah i'm like i'm 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 insecure too i mean like and a lot of people be like mark you have nothing to be insecure about and on the foundation you know they're probably right but i mean like i do you know your insecurities aren't about like um the other reason why you have insecurities is because you have to deal with yourself, your internal critic, your internal self. Um, so yeah, I I, I get it. That's it's very cool though that that you you were able to turn that guy over and you guys actually ended up kind of having a moment. Um, I feel like that happens more often than we realize, especially on YouTube. If a YouTube commenter comments something negative, is you they usually don't expect the creator to message them back. And when the creator does message them back, they're like, oh man, sorry. I was kind of just having a bad day. I didn't really mean it. Um, so it's kind of cool. that That's literally kind of what just happened. Except for the other guy. The other guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other guy, hopefully someday he can t- take his mind out of a hateful perspective. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's 
really important as far as the topic of cyberbullying and just what technology kind of allows us to do. It's a, it's a barrier. We can release things without having that personal connection, but yeah, in reality, dangerous. the message still gets sent. Sorry, what'd you say? I said, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's tough. Like people can just be absolutely ruthless online and not feel too bad about it because, oh, they're just sending a message, but you don't know how much it can hurt that person. Yeah, it does a lot. Yeah. So I, I hate when people say, um, oh, you're going to be being cyberbullied? Just close your computer. I'm like, that's not how cyberbullying works. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like if you go to see a movie, it's like someone's like, oh, you really want to go see a movie? All right, just think about it. That's not how it works. If I, if I, or if someone says don't go see a movie, it doesn't, like, it doesn't exist. That doesn't, that makes no sense. If I go home, the movie's still playing for a million other people. Part of the cyberbullying is that other people are witnessing what that person's saying. Other people are a part of what's happening. So you can't just close your computer. You can't just block people because those people still exist and they are spreading all that shit and um, it's, it could ruin your life. So when people say, oh, just close your computer, I'm like, that is not how cyberbullying works. Good try, though. Because um, there's the other thing where it's like, People that get get um bullied in real life or did like uh like fifteen ten years ago, I feel like those people are now becoming the cyber bullies because now they can finally safely. Because mo- I feel like like this might be very stereotypical of me, and I apologize, but I feel like a lot of stereotypes are rooted in some kind of fact. Um, where I feel like a lot of the people that are cyber bullying, if you look at their lives, they're probably really unhappy. They are probably um you know, really insecure about a lot of things. And that probably stemmed from you know, their childhood or their teen years. I mean, like, they probably got bullied, whether it be by their parents, their friends, or other people at their school. Um, and now they have a chance to do that to somebody else, and they don't have to be afraid of getting hurt. I feel like that is what's happening. So, yeah, all those people on that are cyberbullying, they've got their own problems. But then to say the way to fix it is to just stop listening, no, nah, that doesn't make any sense either. It's it's a shit show, Thomas. The entire thing is all fucked up. We're in the middle of it. I don't, yeah, you know. I think the best response to any type of hate is like, are you doing okay? They're like, hey, how are you doing? Because nobody hates yeah. that is like, like actually hates that is very happy. Like, I'd say it's a very small percentage, like, because it's like, hey, like, just are asking, like, why are you commenting this? Like, like that's, yeah. that one's a bit trickier, but. It's so funny because, okay, so Easton, the person that, and I keep saying it like this so people know, the person that connected Thomas and I, the way I was introduced to Easton is he commented on one of my posts with a disagreement. He disagreed with something I said. And instead of being like, bro, fuck off, I was like, no, I actually agree with that comment. I agree with what you said. I think I just said it wrong in my post. And then we ended up hitting it off, and he did an episode with me. So it's funny. I mean, like, he wasn't negative or mean at, at in any way when he commented the first time. But even if he was, it's like you respond with some kind of positivity, and, and you're going to get some of it back. I do feel like po- the word positive and positivity is kind of like, 
overused and in, in a way weaponized because people are like, just be positive, man. It's like, bro, shut up. It's not that easy. Um, but I do think a lot, a lot of good comes out of uh, approaching things nicely rather than uh, argumentative or in defense. So, I mean, like you're doing that correctly. I, I, although it, se- it seems like you are. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, no, I think it's great that you guys had that and that you were just willing to admit like, okay, I did word it wrong and then kind of bond over that because other people's perspectives can be very beneficial for just overall improvement and just getting yeah. our message out there in a better way. And you so know what, know what cool. else too? It's that if I didn't even, if I, because I kind of have a rule where if someone disagrees with me on my like my pub my public profile about like my YouTube channel and shit. I don't respond because I feel like that's in poor taste uh, personally. Um, but in this case, because I agreed with him, I was like, you know what? This is this is only gonna look positive. Neither of us are gonna look like idiots or assholes. I'm going to say something. Otherwise, I just let it be. Um, and if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. You know, like that's like. So many things come from just talking to one person and being nice about it. It's it's pretty incredible. It's that kind of blows sure. my mind. It's crazy. That that's super cool. Yeah, it's kind of the butterfly effect. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're addressing something that's very important in today's age, and this could be something that I mean everybody can work on. But you said you don't like to kind of comment back to people who disagree with you. And I don't know the context, so I don't well, let, uh, be, have much to say. I want to let you continue, but let me uh, let me sure. rephrase that. I will comment, like, in person, and I will talk in person for people that disagree with me, but on, a, on my page where I'm trying to promote myself, I feel like I have to treat myself like a business. So it would be... It wouldn't be, like, a good public relations move to have an argument in my own comment section that's that's what i mean okay sure yeah okay i get that that's i know that's something i don't like though i don't like that i don't like that it's like that i think we should always be open for a disagreement yes i i agree but i'm not gonna do in my comment section i'm gonna invite you on the show and you're gonna argue with me here that's i like that that's 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 what i would do um, see, the thing is, that doesn't happen very often where people, like, have an argument about something. They did on one post, but they weren't arguing with me. They were arguing amongst each other <laughs> on a post that I made. <laughs> it was about communism and shit. I don't want to get into it, but okay. they started they far- started ta- uh, arguing, and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this one go because <laughs> every, everyone was fucking – there's, like, fucking yeah. over 100 comments on that thing. But – um. Yes, I I totally agree. It's like, yeah, we need to have open discourse. I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to cancel you. But because uh, I don't want to say the word business because it sounds very pompous. But my business account, whatever, is uh, it's not just for me. It is for other people to watch, to enjoy, to absorb. Um, But if someone has a problem with me or the way I said something or the way I do something, um, I do welcome them to come on my show, to come to me in person and talk about it. And I know a lot of people want it to be public because they want the attention. And I understand that. I'm not going to fault you for that. And if that's the case, then yeah, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Prove me wrong. And I'd be welcome to it because I would make a really good episode. Yeah, you know? no, I 
that's that's really a good way to go about it for sure yeah i like that it's, yeah it's yeah because also it's like i don't want to like if if some okay i only have like i'm like small time man i just started this shit i'm i'm not i'm nowhere like well you got like over 2k tiktok followers right i i'm nowhere near there yet but I don't want anyone that follows me or thinks that, like, you know, Mark's a stand-up guy or, you know, there's something about this guy that um, I can kind of get behind. It, if someone's out there that appreciates or likes what I do, I'll, I know I have to worry about myself and I know I have to be my own person, but I, I wouldn't like for them to lose respect for me because it's not in my character to... Even if I lose some like the argument, it's not it's not my character to try to publicly shame someone in my own comment section where I have my own supporters to back me up. I feel like that's unfair. If that person's like stupid enough to come onto somebody's shit and argue with them, and it's not, and like they're entering a whole different like uh, community, well, that's on them. Like I'm not gonna get into that. Other people could say whatever the fuck they want, but I don't think it's fair of me to get into it when it's my own community and. Um, it's on my own stuff. Um, cause I don't. I don't want people to l- be like, "Why would Mark even pay that the time of day uh, or give that whatever?" I don't want people to be like, "Mark, why would Mark um, waste so much time arguing with this guy that literally doesn't matter and people are gonna forget about in five minutes?" Um, I don't want to be someone that gives that person too much time. However, like I said, I will say to them, "Hey, man." And I actually said this to Easton. You can go onto Easton's comment. I said I I made like seven comments about my explanation, and at the end of it, I said, "But look, I think it's in poor taste for me to talk my own comment section. But if you'd like, you could message me on any of my uh, social media platforms." That's literally what I said, and that's what I will continue to say to people who disagree with me um, if I can find it in time. And that's always an option for me. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's smart. I like that. And just, yeah, no, I, that's a good way to go about it. I, I've done that. I've done the kind of giving people my time thing before, and I can relate to that where people are like, okay, why are you bothering? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure, like, I don't know. For me, it depends on my mood, if I'm being honest. No, of course, like, of course. <laughs> like, I, if someone catches me, like, in a, okay, like, all right, are we going to try something now? I don't know. I'll be, like, yeah. I'll, I'll go at it, like, and I'll have some enjoyment out of it. Like, that's, like, I, I don't know. I. No, I get it. I totally get it. it isn't, like, it isn't always worth the time but you know like kind of with that um guy that i'm not friends with on facebook something positive came out of it whether or not we were friends he at least realized like okay it's not always good to judge others you don't really know exactly what they're thinking and i think it kind of let him down a bit of an awakening of oh like we shouldn't judge other people well that guy kind of sounded like he was just being an ass on purpose or whether or not on purpose, like he was just being an asshole. He didn't have an opinion that was like, I think you're wrong about this. No, he was just, Hey, I hate you. Like that was, that was, that was being an asshole. Other people though, when they're like, okay, for instance, although I didn't comment on this at all, at least I don't think I did the, the post I made about communism, 
um, from one of my podcast episodes, um, people would comment their different ideologies on communism. One person actually took the TikTok and did, what is it, like a stitch or whatever, where they show mine mm-hmm. and then make a commentary on it. Someone did that and disagreed with me. Um, those, although communism's uh, any political conversation or uh, economical conversation is hard to have and political, political, economical, same thing, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Um, they're hard to have, but I'd, I'd rather respond to things like that than someone saying, hey, I don't think you look nice because that person is just an asshole. They're just being mean, you know? Um, so, I mean, like, it's funny that you were able to turn. Those are often also the easiest to, like, turn over and, like, be, like, friendly with because they didn't really mean it. They're just having a bad day. It's the other people that are hard to talk to and get, get through because they have that opinion. Yeah, they yeah. actually have a real conversation they want to have. Um, it's, it's the most fun, the most dangerous, and um, the most meaningful. So o- oftentimes when someone's like, and that doesn't actually happen that often. Almost ever, actually. But when someone, like, makes fun of the way I look or something, I just, I'm like, all right, this, whatever, goodbye. You know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I I didn't think of it like that. Or not, I didn't, that was a good kind of clarification of the separation between the two of just actual just shit talking. Yeah. And then, like, having a differing opinion on a strong issue. No, that's cool. Yeah, there's um, a YouTube comment I got recently. And it was on my second episode I've ever made for this podcast. So I was like, thinking to myself, I got to give myself like, I got to be, cool down market. It wasn't that bad. But the guy said, dude, let your guest speak with an explanation point. I guess I kept talking. It was my second episode. It was fucking like nine months ago. And I um, responded, hey man, you're right. I had a really hard time doing that. It was my second episode, and um, I, I've been trying to get better, blah, blah, blah. Um, I still hope you were able to find this person's story interesting. And then they responded, bro, you're so polite. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank you. And they, um, they said, I'll, I'll finish the episode. And then they subscribed. Um, so he was right with his... Uh, uh, how I conducted the show, but he was also um, the where you know how we said like he was, he was making a an a observation of who I am as a as a person or as a podcaster. If it was completely, if I didn't agree with him, if he said something I didn't agree with him, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But because he I knew he was right, then I said something. So there's a it's there's a lot of gray area on how and when you should respond to someone, and, and we're both different. You might want to do it at different times. I do it at different times. You know how it is. For sure. Yeah, no, that's cool on you to just even admit that and be like, okay, yeah, you're right. And yeah. I think oftentimes, like if he said, dude, like, like, <laughs> like kind of aggressively, like it, it sometimes can be hard to get past that. And it's always beneficial to try to put it in a way that's more just, I want to help you. I mean, just to clarify that. But I mean, that's, I guess it's more difficult but I'm happy that some oh, improvement worked out because of that. Yeah, it was kind of aggressive, too. And I read it, I was like, geez, this guy's angry. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was funny. Then it was just, I have, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, bet, I bet he was enjoying it. And I bet he liked how it was set up. So he cared enough to comment. That's what I said. Oh, I got to read you what I said, bro. I got I to gotta read it. I'm so, like, 
he he see he could see the potential and like he enjoyed it but like there was just that room to go and so i bet he was kind of frustrated because of like oh i like this like this is cool like whatever and so that kind of like enjoyment slash frustration in yeah. watching the podcast all right so look this is what he said he said dude let your guest speak and i said hey you're right and I've gotten this feedback before. This episode was only the second one I've ever done, and I definitely feel like I've learned a bit and have gotten better since then. Am I perfect? No, but I'm noticing my flaws, and I will continue my efforts in getting better. Thank you for commenting. I assume you're not subscribed, so for you to be that turned off by my part in this discussion and to, for you to comment about it really means something. Your feedback isn't without merit, and you weren't rude about how you said it. Thanks for engaging, and I hope you're still able to enjoy Jessica's story. And he said, You are very polite, my dude. I'll make sure to finish listening to the, this podcast. Keep it up. And then he subscribed. Fucking perfect. Exactly what you said, man. Exactly. He he actually wanted to know what she was talking about. And I fucked it up. And I was he was so angry that he's like, bro, you ruined it. And I was like, you're fucking right. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. So it worked out. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I think I, I went through some, I guess, philosophical debate on this with constructive and destructive criticism um and just trying to figure out exactly like how to go about criticism how to Mm. go about trying to help people uh, having dealt with both in the past and especially destructive um and i kind of brought myself to a mindset of like any sort of criticism is good criticism because even if it's destructive, like if someone's like, wow, you really suck at doing TikTok videos, just <laughs> straight up, like, boom, like yeah. you're really bad. It's like, I can question myself, like, okay, am I bad? Am I that bad? It's like, okay, I'm not amazing. I'm not uh-huh. like the best, like, but I'm improving. And, you know, he might think I'm bad, but like, it, it just, it, does that define me? No. And also just kind of questioning that within myself. Cause we all always have like some demons where it's just like, oh, yeah, we absolutely. Think we just suck. We're like, oh, I, oh, this TikTok video was just awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm cringing so much watching this. And then it kind of allows you to question that again. It's like, am I really as bad as I think I am? Like this person just voiced like an insecurity or demon that, I might not always voice or I do, but maybe don't notice it. And so it kind of allows you to release that. And then on the other side, like constructive criticism, it's like, Hey, you've been doing this really well. Like, I think if you did this, it could be even better. And I think like, obviously that's ideal, but yeah, you don't always come into that. Do, let me ask you a question. Do you think, cause I know you said, you just said uh, all cri- criticism is good criticism because it depends on how you use the criticism, right? But do you prefer or think uh, negative criticism or positive criticism criticism is better or worse? What do you think is better or worse? And which would you rather? Because I'm interested in what you're going to say because I feel like I made a recent revelation that's uh, not revelation. That's a bit too big of a word. I've uh, Realization is better that made me figure out what I like better and for in what reason and the reason why. So what 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 do you think is better for you? 
Negative or positive? Reinforce, reinforcement, criticism, whatever. <laughs> I... It's tough. It's so tough. I, I like both. And honestly, it, it just, I, I guess how I can kind of try to describe is I'm very for tough love. Like, okay. I guess you could like, it's like, you need to do better. Like I re receive that very well. And if that would lean more towards. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm con full constructive. I don't. Okay. Like, wow. That was like, a huge oh, 180. I had to think. Yeah. I mean, I really don't like wow. when people are like, yo, you like, you suck. Like, I, like it, like, and that's just in the case of like close friends and i've had like close friends and uh -huh. people close to me where it's like oh you like just kind of that joking thing almost but it's like not exactly joking i don't know maybe this is a little okay let me let me of... let me ask you a little bit different then what do you think you learn more from positive or negative positive okay like i, I feel like it's more suggestive and often it provides a resolution or a potential it it provides an option i guess it's like hey like this is something that what <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some examples. I want to. Right, let me. Let me. You... Maybe you think. I'm gonna tell you what I think. You... Okay. 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 So, I'm gonna give you a few examples of why. Or hold on, I personally think, uh, positive criticism or um, constructive criticism or whatever you want to call it. I actually think that's more beneficial than negative, and not in all cases, but in most cases. And I think that's what helps me more. And I'm gonna tell you why. When I make a YouTube video, when I uh, wrestle or grapple or do any kind of martial arts, when I go to work, when, 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 no matter what I'm doing, okay, I learn more from when people say, you did that right. And I'm like, okay, now I know what to continue doing and I know, what to, and I know how to like hone that exactly. When people say, you got to get better at this and you got to get better at that, I feel like they're saying what's wrong, but they're not telling me how to fix it. And I feel like that just makes me empty and... If I fail at something and someone says you failed, I'm like, great. Now there's a million more ways to fail. But if you have just tell, told me how to succeed, I might be able to do better. And that's where positive criticism comes in or positive reinforcement comes in is when you are told you did something correctly. So you now know how to continue doing that thing correctly and you know how to get better at it. And more and more like good things come out of doing something correctly because you meet more people you accomplish more things. You learn more things over time. So I, when people say you do something right, I think I like that better. It could also boost your confidence, and it's the reason why you continue going. Is it always needed, and is, is it always better? No. You do need negative reinforcement. People need to tell you what you're doing wrong because you need that too, absolutely. But I do think positive is better. 
I read this book, and it was by a director that I took a class for um, at my college. And he said in the, like, the first sentence that he thinks you l- – the, the common saying is you learn more from failure, failure than you do from anything else. And he says, no, I disagree with that. You learn more from success than you do from failure because success tells you what to duplicate, what to do again, and why it was so good. When I give people what I write, because I'm a storyteller, right? I, I write something, and people read it, and they say why they did or didn't like it, you know, what was or wasn't wrong with it. Cool, but now I don't know how to uh, make it better. I can change it a million times, but you might never like it. But I do like, hey, Mark, I like how you said this sentence. I like how that character quoted uh whatever they quoted or I, I that helps you so much more there's a movie it's called whiplash and you might have heard of it you might have seen clips from it i don't know um but it's about a drummer and the drummer goes to college um and it's a really good music school he's kind of nervous he doesn't really want to join the music scene but he does anyway because he was a really good drummer at past schools and he goes to drum, and the teacher or professor or music instructor, whatever, he is a hard-ass, man. Like, he yells at people. He makes people cry. He physically throws objects at them. It's a train wreck. And the the instructor made this kid feel like shit. Like, feel like shit. Feel like he was worthless. He made him cry. He The kid gets hit by a car, and because he's so stressful, he wants to be the best drummer in the world, he still goes to practice, right? Or uh, the recital, or whatever you call it. And the point I'm t- why I'm telling you this is, because in the movie, the instructor says to the student, the worst two words that have ever been inve- invented is a good job. And he says that because when people are, think they're doing a good job, they become stagnant. They slow down. Like, ah, oh, I'm doing a good job. I don't have to do this anymore. And the kid said to him, but hold on. Wouldn't s- s- telling someone they didn't do a good job, telling people to keep getting better and, like, they did something wrong, wouldn't that, like, stop people from becoming great because they lose motivation? And the instructor said no because anyone that was ever going to be great wouldn't lose motivation no matter what I said to them. So there's these two sides of it. Right. There's a lot of smart people that say positive is the best way and a lot of smart people that say negative is the best way. Who knows what's wrong is the fucking right way. I know I personally like positive, not because I'm a fucking pussy, but because I think I actually learn more. Um, But there is merit to that quote saying if you were ever going to be the best at something, nothing I could have said would have stopped you from being that best. I know that was a very long-winded reason why I f- think the way I do, but that's why. Yeah, no, I I like that explanation a lot. I I still don't don't know if I have a preference. <laughs> like I I like being I guess I like Go ahead. Go ahead. Just throw it I, out there. It might change I tomorrow. Like both. <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. No, I, it's, no, it's tough. I mean, it's all just always about how you use it. Kind of like what you yeah, said, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. going to do whatever you're trying to do, you're going to do it regardless. I think, but the, from at some point when you're not as um, kind of solidified in what you want to do, I think constructive is good because it does help that person build up and build that confidence within themselves. But I think it just comes down to 
what they're used to. Like, and I think this correlates to like the reception of love, like with friends, uh, family, your significant other, and just how like kind of something that I explored, like you're kind of a different way to think about love languages, kind of like mm. tough love or like coddly love and like, a, oh, it's, it's going to be okay. Or like, no, it's not going to be okay. Or like, oh, like you need to like step it up or like, oh, like it's okay. And I think like, as far as me and something that I go well with is just like tough love that I, I think it, it would be similar to old Testament God, it, something that I just kind of thought of. Um, I, no, I know what you mean that I've heard. Cause I read the old Testament. I read the entire okay. fucking thing. It was so hard. <laughs> Continue yeah, though. I know, but... I know you're going with it. So like, be like, you need to do better or like you like you should work harder and it's not because of a lacking in like oh you're not good enough but it's from that like perspective of love because you can see how they can do better and i think mm. like with a lot of criticism regardless of how it is and a lot of negativity like people don't comment something unless they care in one way or another like you you trigger something within them and so it is just an expression of something that they do care about and so that is kind of something that you can have that will bond you together someone might be like your opinion of this is absolutely ridiculous like i lost brain cells listening to you discuss this well it's like okay like all right i like, no, I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And just so you know, we are coming towards the end. Sure. Um. So when we do end, just don't log off because I'm gonna debrief you on everything. But I do know what you're saying. Think what we're trying to do right now is almost impossible. Trying to figure out you know who is and why they are. I think like most conversations about humans, you kind of just got to be like, and we're human. And that's the end of it. We don't know the answers. We don't know the reason why we're all so different. That's what makes us scary. Uh, that much, that's what makes living scary is because you, you don't know because so many people are involved. Um, I do think you had something going pretty well there with comparing the Old Testament to the New Testament. I, if, I think that's what you're trying to say because that is a good way of putting it because as far as I can tell, and I actually have to start reading the New Testament today. Um, but the in the Old Testament, it wasn't that God was hateful or wasn't that he was like, do this or like you're fucked. He wasn't doing that because he didn't enjoy people. But he did that because they were literally living in the fucking desert. Like they had to or they were going to die. They had to just realize they were fucking up over and over again. It's actually co quite comical. Honestly, because there's a part in the Bible where Moses leaves for like just a little bit or whatever. And then like a day later, 
they all fucking go crazy. They start like worshiping weird different gods and like they, they it's the funniest fucking thing. And Moses comes back. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I went for a walk and you guys are like, don't even, what the hell? You're savages. It's the funniest shit actually. So yeah, some, yeah, it's a good, that was a good way of putting it where it's like, they, you kind of had to be hard on people because they were fucking up. And then the New Testament's like, all right, now you're not fucking up because you're idiots. You're fucking up because you thought I didn't care about you. You know? Stuff like that. And that's where, like, the balance comes in, right? Um, but it, everything you're saying, I totally get it. And it's just hard to put it into words because neither of us know. We only know what we feel at the moment. That's why I said it's okay for you tomorrow to be have a different, you know, mind about it. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Ah. <sighs> Thomas, this was uh, quite pleasant, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I don't know what you were expecting, because I'm basically a fucking stranger, but I'm really happy um, you did this, um, and, 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 and that that's about it. Listen, do you have any final thoughts on anything we talked about? Were you about to say something to that? I don't want to leave you with a full mind. I want you to get it out now if you got something. Um let me know now. Let's talk about a little, little more if you got something. Otherwise, we're going to wrap up. Yeah, I guess I was just more exploring the idea of tough love because I think oftentimes that is what people need. Yeah. And that, like, especially nowadays, like, with all the troubles, um, just something that I think we need more of and more reception of because how can you tell someone that oh it's just like the oh it's just gonna be okay oh thing. so like, stupid no it just you like you don't know that like stupid you know, everything like yeah i guess that's kind of just how i wanted to kind of finish my thought good um, that's a perfect way to finish with thought I um thank you for having me, Mark. Like I'm happy. I had absolutely no expectations coming in here, <laughs> that's and that's good, not I guess. something I mean, against like... you. I'm just the best way to enjoy something is to have no expectations. You're just showing up, um, and I wanted to provide my most authentic self to you. Hell yeah! And if I had some expectations that might hold me back in some way, so I'm. I think it went well um i hell very much enjoyed this conversation yeah. as well hell fucking yeah thomas everyone thank you for watching check out all of his stuff in the description below and um give him a shout out go watch his tiktok and stop giving a fuck like he keeps like he says every fucking day don't stop all right guys that's it thank you so much and we'll see you on the next one peace